When did you get back from your trip, by the way? I got back on uh, last Wednesday. Now what? I don't know. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're figuring it out, applying for jobs and, you know, just seeing what happens day by day. Aren't you going back to school? Oh, yes, I am going. I am <laughs> well, I am in school, but I was doing that when I had a job. So, I mean, I am. Um, oh, yeah, but you're not taking that gap year like you're. Well, to. I was going to take a gap semester and then oh. I was just like, well, actually, on this trip that I went on, I visited uh, some places and I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to hurry up and finish school so I can move and try something different, get a different city. So. Now I You're feel a moving. little bit of it. Oh, now I feel a big push to move to somewhere. Where? Where would you it's go? A secret. It's a, no, it's the West Coast. You know, what I really liked. I like two cities. Colorado. No, too white. Uh, San Diego. <laughs> Fair. San Diego. Okay. San Diego or Seattle. I love Seattle. Both San Diego, I've only been for Comic-Con, so I never left the convention oh, center. Oh, yeah. So I can't really judge the city on that. It's just a very different type of feel. Very, uh, I, you know, I'd always thought I'd want to go back to the East Coast, and I possibly still could. But what I realized is that there's definitely an energy in both of those places, you know, but like the energy in San Diego is very active, and whereas in New mm. York, it's just people are moving. You know, they're just shuffling around. Was my New York. Okay, don't go. No, I mean, I like visiting, but I could never live there. It is a lot. I do get overwhelmed when I visit. Yes, that's the other thing. I like the nature element. So uh, I got to find somewhere where it's a good balance. But Seattle's amazing. Seattle is amazing because you have Washington, the state is just cool because you have mountains, water, which I love water, and I love water to drink. (laughs) <laughs> no uh i love water because you can go to like a beach or something and then they have you know the city itself is really cool <laughs> the water to drink um well they also have that did you go to the what do you mean they also have that who seattle i'm joking oh. water to drink i was making a joke off of your joke what did you go to that uh marketplace in seattle uh, yeah the public market that was yeah nice. was it open yeah it was very busy it's very busy. Only so bad cool. thing I have to say about Seattle when this is just what happens in cities is your bike could get stolen. And that's what happened to me. So mm. it's fine. Did you lock it up? I locked it up outside of my Airbnb. And it was outside of – I was at an Airbnb, but I locked it up outside of a hotel. And I thought, oh, it'll be fine. Shit was gone. They that bike the- was a joke anyway. <laughs> Stop. What? I love that, that bike. You spent way too much money for a one-speed bike that took three months to get to your house. That was not the part. That was not the fault of the bike company. That was FedEx. It was FedEx. You still spent a lot of money on a bike that has one speed. And I loved it. I loved every minute that I could ride it. That you had with it. And now it's gone. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't even mad. I walked outside and just (sighs) thought, no, I got to go get some coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Got to move my car. (laughs) It's fine. Well, then it was kind of nice because then I have to worry about it getting through (laughs) back to Missouri, which was all right. But I can't believe you did that. I'm glad you did that big trip. Yeah, it was it was a lot. 
I think I would I would uh if some if you have the time and you want to explore a little bit, I would uh I would definitely do it. Maybe add a little bit more days than I did. I tried to crunch it all into one month with good reason, but it just was a lot of driving. Long days, that but it was kind of a good segue into our interview this week. Yes. Getting out there, traveling, discovering new places. Yes. Our guests that we had for this episode were uh, Madison and Victor Picasso. Yep. Allison, how do you know them? The weirdest, the weirdest thing. That's one of the top five weird coincidences that have happened in my life. I was in Greece. It was actually two years ago this week, which is hilarious. It was on my time hop. Uh, covering the Blu-ray release of Mamma Mia 2. So it was like a press event and I was going for my work and Maddie uh-huh. was there for her work covering the same event. And we were sitting in the car from the airport. Then we had to get on a tiny little bus. We'll talk about it in the, the interview, but basically we were kind of the odd men out. Everybody knew each other and we were mm-hmm. kind of like, Hey, mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. what's your name? Got to talking, found out she's from Missouri oh. and uh, very familiar with the area. And we had so much in common and she's just one of those people I just like clicked with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we, kept in contact and she lives in California now, but she'll get into all of that. And she just has the most interesting perspective on life, her story about how she got where she is now. And then how she met Victor, her now husband is crazy. Cool. She's just has the kind of confidence. I wish I could have just a little bit of, she just trusts her gut and goes with it. And she talks a lot about how she wanted to do it. So she just did it kind of attitude and she's freaking cool. Yeah. I was really glad to interview uh, the two of them, and that was fun for us because it was a joint interview, and so yeah, I was first inter- one. I was interested to see how that went, and I'd say it was very successful. Yeah. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, here is Madison and Victor. Madison and Victor, we are so thrilled to have you with us today. How are you guys? We're good. We're it's very hot in LA today. Yeah, it's so real hot out here. We're surviving in our uh, Los Angeles apartment heat, so it's great. Yeah, <laughs> currently recovering from a sunburn. Oh, really? Making me yeah. hit the beach or something like that? Oh yeah, you know it. Yeah, the chance we get. <laughs> Uh, well, this actually, this is going to be a little bit fun and different for us in that you are our first interview where it's uh, two people at once. So you're kind of our Sweet. guinea pigs to see how it works. Um, so, Allison, I'm going to pass it off to you because these are individuals that you are familiar with. Um, and so how did you guys meet? And give me a little background on that. The reason we met is the weirdest thing mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> so for my job, I was sent to Greece to cover the... Blu-ray and DVD release of Mamma Mia 2 and enter Madison Hill at the time. Yeah. And then what do you remember from us meeting? Um, I remember... <laughs> okay, my first distinct memory is on, like, the smallest boat in <laughs> the worst waves I've ever experienced in my life. They're like, we're giving you the authentic 
Greece experience. Right. <laughs> and they put us, so we fly to Athens and then they put us, um, they, it was like a, I don't know, an hour, two hour car drive that was awful. And then they're like, we're not going to put you guys on the ferry. We're going to put you on the tiny boat that takes you from mm-hmm. one island to the next. And it was awful. And I mean, people were like throwing up on the boat. Like I was almost one of them. And Allie's in the back chilling. <laughs> like, no big deal. Let me just get my camera out for my outlet here and film the behind the scenes. Um, but long story short, it finds out that she was um, from St. Louis, which is where I am from originally. Turns out we grew up uh, like 20 minutes from each other. And so she became my... My bestie on our Greece trip. And the rest is history. So I got GoPro footage of somebody puking. You do? <laughs> Please tell me you used oh, it in your editing. I no. did not. That did not pass the review. No, it did Nuts. not. <laughs> Nuts. So what were you going to say, Ann? I was going to say, what were you, Allie was there doing that uh, background for video production. What was your role and why were you there? How did you yeah. get to Greece? Um, so I am a guest segment reporter for an entertainment show called Made in Hollywood, and they also okay. have um, Made in Hollywood Teen Edition. So the same type of thing as Ali, just a different outlet. Um, but I do more of the like on-camera hosting, um, interviewing. Uh, like Mama Bia, we did the same thing, but um, at other outlets, I do like. I think Ali, you do more behind the scenes, right? Are you more video editing yeah, and stuff? Typically? I mean, when I was there, I did the stand-ups and stuff, but most yeah. of the time, um, yeah. So we were pretty much the doing thing. the same thing that trip, but I was with, um, made in Hollywood. So I've been doing, um, a couple episodes here and there for that outlet, which has been great. I love hosting and doing all of that type of stuff. So it's been great. And everybody else there already knew each other. And we were in the backseat of that <laughs> car. Like, Hey, what's, and then <laughs> my what's <favorite>? your name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm new here. <laughs> uh, it was so good. And my favorite thing too, is that like, I, I don't know. I thought I could make it through without uh, buying like an international plan on my phone. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I was just working off of Wi-Fi where I had it. And everyone's like, go ahead and search on your phone for this. And I'm like, ah, Allie, can I uh, use your uh, Wi-Fi? Oh, I don't remember that. That's funny. Good memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I was traumatized. I felt so like unprofessional, unprepared. Uh, like Next everyone time. had these plans? Yeah. Well, yeah, because they do it all the time. Oh. But I, that was actually my first time to Europe. That's true. Yeah, so it was uh, it was new for me. That was the coolest trip ever. Mm-hmm. So from now you're in LA and you grew up in uh, Missouri. How did you end up in Los Angeles and get involved in that entertainment world? Yeah, uh, I mean, I grew up singing and dancing and acting, but more in the theater side of things. St. Louis is a very big theater city, so um, if you're actually pursuing it, I feel like most of the trainers really prepare you to go to New York and Broadway mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. Um, and I, like, it's the strangest story. And to make it quick, um, this door just flung wide open and I met someone in LA who um, was essentially a talent scout, I guess you could say, for um, actors and dancers and singers, um, but out of Los Angeles. And she was really adamant about my parents getting me out there, and they were super skeptical. So it came down to my freshman year of high school. Um, my parents kind of decided, all right, take a girl's trip to Los Angeles, you and your mom, for spring break. And if it works out, great. If you go on meetings, if this lady's legit, <laughs> uh, great. If not, it's just a fun vacation for spring break. And it ended up working out. So um, 
signed with my first dance agency whenever I was 14 and moved to LA that summer. It was just supposed to be for the summer to test it out, but then I never went back. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, it was quite the process, but don't regret it. Wouldn't change it. Absolutely. When did your mom move back? She started doing like the back and forth thing. So it's a strange thing when you come to LA at that age, almost everyone you meet is doing the exact same thing. It's like mm -hmm. a bunch of 14, 15, 16 year olds whose parents, like one decided to come to LA, one staying back, you do this long distance relationship and then you visit each other when you can. And so I think whenever I was about 16, 17, the parents started taking turns of like who would go back and we'd stay with the other friend and or stay on your own, but like be able to have families that you could trust. And so she started going back and forth around that time. And then by the time I was 18, I was pretty much out here just going for it. <laughs> when did you have to be like, okay, I got to get an apartment. Like this is happening. I'm on my own. I'm doing it. Uh, right around that time. I, I mean, work fluctuates so much in the entertainment industry that like some months you make enough that you can survive for forever, like so many months. And then other months you're like, okay, how, how are we going to do this? Um, <laughs> and so uh, I think right around the time I was 18, I decided, okay, I want this in my name. I want to make it happen. And my parents were obviously so supportive and, you know, had my back if I ever needed it. But that was whenever I made the decision to like really do it on my own, put it in my own name and, and try and make it happen. And so what are you, and so Allie tells me you both work at Universal Studios. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so what, what do you, what do you do there? And Victor, why don't you pop in a little bit? I don't want to silence you. Yeah, no, it's all right. Take your time. Um, that's actually where we met. Okay. Yeah. So I, um, after high school, I left, uh, and did my thing. But when I came back to the United States, I had some skills that I developed uh, over the years, and <laughs> they're very unique. Where, and where yeah. where were you? You said overseas. Where yes. were you from? Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I was practically living everywhere. Um, okay. But I I had came back to the United States after living in China. Okay. For the, for the last eight months, um, and so. But uh, long story short, my I. I had a dual citizenship for Europe, so I was able to just kind of pack my bags and had this opportunity to work in Europe, so I took advantage of it. Um, but when I was finished, I was done with China. I said, I think I'm going to go back to the United States and um, just kind of figure out what I want to do next. Um, mm -hmm. I think I might leave to another country, but I'm going to go home just because I haven't been home in four years, and I'm going to go see everybody. So I get back, and a friend of mine... Um, it's like, hey, I work at Universal Studios, um, and at Halloween time, they have, like, this thing where they look for people who can walk on stilts. Uh, <laughs> if you're, like, available to just, like, go audition, maybe right. that's something, like, up your alley. And so I go, and, like, I didn't know anything, and <laughs> I was, like, late for this, like, audition, um, not knowing, like, they already casted people. I just showed up, and I was like, hey, I can do this. Someone told me you were looking for people. <laughs> and they were like, um, yeah, go ahead and, like, get on the stilts and see what you got. Um, stilts are my passion. Are they? <laughs> no, I was saying that's what that's for you. <laughs> for 
for you. That's what you show up oh, and. Uh... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, you this sh- is what I I've do. I've worked my whole life for this moment. For this okay, moment. now we need to get Anthony on stilts. So. Yeah, I'll try it. Easy. <laughs> Hello. So, it's not as fun as it looks. So I yes. did it for them, and they were like, wow, you're you're good. Like, you're talented. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> and I was like, thank you very much. And they were like, well, we just don't have any more roles for Halloween. And I was like, no big deal. Um, and they're like, but we do have this thing called uh, Transformers. And if you want to audition for that. <laughs> this thing called Transformers. <laughs> you might have heard of it. You might have heard of it. And so and they said, you want to come and do that? And uh, so I said, yeah, of course. And that's how I got into Universal, just by somebody who knew my talent and was like, this place has something that looks for people and the things you can do. And so I went. And uh, I started working there thinking, okay, I'm just going to be here for like a few months. I'm just going to make some money, have a cool experience, and then I'm out of here. Right. Um, not because I hated Universal or anything. I, I was just like so focused on moving out of the United mm-hmm. States again. But um, but he met me and all well, the rest of Yeah. I locked him down. You <laughs> locked him down. <laughs> How yeah. did you, so you do the Transformers character. Correct. And, um, Madison, what, what did you do? Um, <laughs> Fiona. <laughs> Shrek. Yeah. The oh, green that's version. Fun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's the number one question people ask. Yeah. So I was working in the entertainment department. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's been good. It's been cool. It has been cool. It really has So been. were you at like a... A cast party, and Victor, you walked in on stilts and saw Fiona, and you were like, oh, hello. I said, yeah, we, we typically go to cast parties dressed as our <laughs> I said, hello, little one. <laughs> Optimus Prime is in love with Fiona. Yeah, it was, it's, it's so funny. It's just so funny. Yeah, uh, no, we, we, well, we met just um, at work one day, but then uh, found a lot of other things in common and connections and... Uh, we ended up working together and getting to know each other more on yeah. outside projects. So uh, yeah. him and his his well, brother um, actually directed and filmed my music videos the past oh, two videos I've done. Yeah. So that we actually got to know each other more through that than actually because uh, Universal. So we like met up at Universal, but we didn't want to make it like a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, we both were like, we don't want to date somebody like in our work and right. Like we, if we really like each other, we should start spending time doing things outside of this place and just kind of like keep it separated out of, <laughs> out of costume yeah totally i'm over here like man we're breaking the magic is that a thing at universal i know it isn't yeah. disney but i don't know if it is i don't know please don't fire us oh, just yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's how we kind of got closer she she kind of came up to me and was like i'm i i i do this stuff and it's what i love and i I, and I was like, well, I've had experience with, well, obviously in front of the camera, and I know quite a bit behind the camera, and I was like, maybe we can just, you know, start doing things together and developing something kind of cool, and if it's cool, you can use it. If it's not cool, we mm-hmm. we tried something. And... I didn't use it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, and we those tried some videos are incredible. Thank cool. you. So talented, both Thank of you, you guys. Glad you like it. It was, it was really sweet. I think mm-hmm. we got, that's where we kind of like, fell for each other is when we were working on things we both really enjoyed and uh, mm-hmm. pushing each other yeah. to get to those places because it's hard sometimes when you're by yourself and you need that extra bump just to keep yourself going, you know? Right, yeah. 
completely. Yeah. How did you like, um, did you give Madison like direction? Like, I want this angle. I want you to look like yeah. how much conversation was involved. <laughs> I'm totally, I've discovered I'm a totally, I'm a vocal photographer for sure. Yeah, for photography, absolutely. Yeah, when it comes to photography, I'm super vocal. It was it. actually really cool because I, I had done videos and music videos in the past with people. And whenever you're not as um, like comfortable, I was always comfortable with them, but it's different when we can be like, look, don't you put this camera at the single because it doesn't look good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we, we were really Or like, they'll be we're... honest and say like, I know you're not going to like that. Let's do it again. Yeah. You know, instead exactly. of lying about it. Yeah. Exactly. So it was way more, um, just, it was just, it felt better. I felt comfortable. And I was able, like you said, to, to say those types of things where and he was too, but. Yeah. I mean, like I would totally, you know, and like when you're taking photos of somebody, like because we've, I've been on the other side of the camera and having somebody like taking photos of me, it feels really good when that person kind of reassures you that what you're doing is good. Like totally. And so when I was photographing her, I was like, Oh, perfect. Just holding, hold it right there. Oh, it looks so good. The lighting's so good. Like, you know, things like this, all the stuff that goes through your head while you're posing, you're like, I look really stupid. Do I look really stupid? So to hear somebody go, I really like this angle. Yeah. Just hold that. It's like, okay, I'm doing, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. That's good. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) And not everyone kind of works like that. And that's cool. You know? Um, and you learn how to like, and that's where you learn to be professional in your work and feel comfortable. Well, I want to know, like, so the, with coronavirus, how has that impacted your work and, you know, with Universal Studios? And is it open again now or? Not in uh, Hollywood. I think, I think Orlando is open, um, but still nothing in Hollywood or Los Angeles County is open here. Um, and it looks like it won't be open for a little while, but, um, we, we kind of, I think we get an update once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah. been closed since March and we've been, um, haven't worked since then for the company. Um, so we, we have our fingers crossed, you know, it's, it's interesting because I mean, we've done lots of projects and things over the years and universal is kind of like your steady day job where it's kind of like, that's the thing that you keep, but it's also not necessarily your end result by any means at all. You know, you don't, it's mm-hmm. on our goal to be there till we're, you know, for, for 10 15 years but um <laughs> i'm imagining like a, a, a 75 year old um transformer walking around. Be you know? very, or trying to do it on stilts and if, and if somebody could do that i mean more power to them but yeah. um yeah so it's been interesting because you i think it's easy to take it for granted um mm-hmm. you know so many things during this time i feel yeah. like you, you can realize the things you took for granted and the the things that were um, you were really grateful for, and so that's kind of what we've realized. Is like, wow, that's a really nice, fun job to have, and um, I think that you know we're excited for it to open back up. We're excited for that yeah, to come totally. back, and and you know you don't really realize that until it's not there anymore. So, totally. Totally. what have you been doing with your time since then? Well, we um, we ended up spending a lot of time in Missouri. We decided to go back um, to Missouri for a little while. Um, just because it was a little bit more laxed out there. And my parents lived pretty far out in the country, so we were able to just really have some time away, which was really nice. Um, it was. We keep joking that we've been on, like, a nine-month-long honeymoon totally. because ever since we got <laughs> married, it's just been, like, pure chaos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk about, like, being thrust into, like, 
24-7 with your spouse. This is how you know you're really going to make it. <laughs> my, my dad called us one day and he's like, you know, I'm kind of proud because the fact that you guys haven't had some huge fight, you're not sick of each other, it's pretty pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's very telling. <laughs> yeah, it is, which is funny. Yeah, but... Um, but it's just like all those little things that you never really get to do because you're just so caught up in your like mm-hmm. day-to-day life that you can finally yeah. sit back and say, oh, I can like... I can clean out my closet for the first time, or I can. That's him telling me to clean out my closet. Yeah, or like we can. <laughs> <laughs> or like we can just. I do can like... do the dishes. I can take the trash out. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So there's all these little tiny things, and like you know, and that's what I think was like really nice is yeah. that I I I can I took my time to like move in, and we took mm-hmm. the time to like blend our life together in a more um, steady way and it didn't have to feel like rushed. Yeah. And then, you know, we did a couple, um, I don't want to say remodels, but like some painting and some changes and stuff like that, which was really fun. We've been doing that. And then now we're kind of, we're getting really antsy over here. We're, um, (laughs) (laughs) it was a true test though, because, you know, for me personally, I, I literally have, been living this lifestyle of every day you're like okay well tomorrow my plans are to do you know x y and z uh but if an audition came up at 7 p.m the night before all those plans change and you're kind of always living on edge and like and you're grateful for those opportunities but nothing is ever for sure and for the first time in all of those years i've been able to know like okay like there's really nothing that can happen tomorrow but what i have planned and i think for me it was a true test to be like uh you know, if I really loved it, like, do I miss that lifestyle or, or is it a relief to not have to have that continuously just sitting there? And, um, and I love it. I've realized I miss it. I'm ready to, for it to come back. I miss yeah. it a lot. Um, and so that's been good for me because I mean, pursuing something for so long and you have successes, but everybody's story is different. So I talk all the time, you know, I've been in acting classes with people who are super successful now and also people who you know, went back to their home state and are married with three children, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just, it's, you know, so I've been able to really kind of figure that out. And I think together we've been able to really yeah, decide. Totally. Yeah. Next. That's cool that you guys get to navigate that together because you're both involved in that world. Yeah. You don't really have to pick. You got the family and you got the stuff yeah. with the career. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> cool. No, it's been good. And you get to like, um, we just kind of figure out like all these little kinks and stuff and like in our profession that we worked on and figured out and reinvested and oh yeah things like this Fix some things that you never really wanted yeah to take like the that time are important to do. you know that you for, you know in normal life you just look over it so I'll get to it tomorrow whatever and then just never get it done so it, it's been good and it has been a true test to see like how much do you really love what you're pursuing because it's this way yeah, it really was like a true test because we could have easily put down like the fight and said whatever and, like mm-hmm. we can't like this is too much which a lot of people choose to do right so you said there's yeah. some people in your acting class that you've seen take that path what do you think is it because of age is it just because um lack of opportunities that they're getting or is it just some people carry the passion forever some people they're like i did this i'm done what what's your perspective on that i think it's just a mix of things. You have like, you can... Yeah, I mean, like, um, I'm quoting somebody here, and I, always, <laughs> and I and I think he's pretty, like, 
spot on. Steve Harvey quoted one time, if you have, if you're trying to do this profession, this is your plan A, and you're always, always scheming on plan B in case plan A doesn't work, you're going to end up doing plan B with your life. Mm. Like you you got to do plan A. If this plan A is what you want, you do plan A. And I think, and when he said that, I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty good because if I'm trying to achieve plan A and it's hard planning and plan A takes everything out of me but at the same time I'm like kind of like sitting around thinking maybe I should start thinking about you know if it doesn't work out I should do this and then you start to put your attention on it that's I think for some people can be like the the reason why they stop is they they, they go to plan B or you know that that's one reason for me like sure. I try really hard not to not to think that way and that if I'm having a moment where I want to think of plan B, then mm-hmm. I like I take every step that I can to go, no, no, like, mm-hmm. this is remember why you're doing this. Like you genuinely love this. Like When did Steve Harvey say that? <laughs> oh my gosh. I found it like I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just really that's, hope that's what Allie got caught up on with. <laughs> I just no, really I hope. listened to the whole thing, but I'm like, I have to ask where, in what context did he say that? He, he was, he had, remember when he had this talk show that he had? It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't have it anymore, but he had a talk show for a hot second. And, and, uh, he, he, he was, he had a, a guest on, and they were talking about career. And so that's where he brought this quote up. Victor is like I the really king like of yeah. finding motivational videos. I mean, all day, every day, he like finds these things and he sends me. And he's like, "You gotta watch it," and I pull it up and it's like twenty two minutes. I'm like, "Nah." <laughs> I love I, that. You know, but that's my jam. It. I know that's what gets me through it. You know what I mean? I just really hope Dude. that on your summary of this podcast, it says we talk about Steve Harvey. <laughs> I just uh, well, now it's gonna be there for sure. <laughs> Anthony, I just made Anthony download a TikTok and he sends me videos all the time now. I'm like, "Dude, I I don't have all day to watch." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I the. The, the passion videos, the motivational videos, if I, mean, yeah. I want to have a good cry. Yeah. yeah those like, but yeah. I, I do think, too, though, like, I think it just depends. I mean, for me, like, I moved here when I was 14. And and you had the support of your parents, it sounds like. Yeah. Whereas and, and a, lot a lot of people don't have that type of, totally. you know, push and, you know, initial support, which is totally yeah. necessary. Yeah. I mean, that... When I moved here as 14, my goals and aspirations were not the same as they are now. Granted, mm-hmm. they're in the same field, and I want the same type of career. But, I mean, <laughs> I always joke, like, when I moved here, we road trip across the country. And it was the same year that um, Jamie Lynn Spears got pregnant and had to leave <laughs> Joey 101. And in my head, I'm not kidding you. I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is my moment. Like... <laughs> You know? Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> like you were gonna take over her position on the show? Because like that was like back then, like that was the talk. Like, are they gonna continue the show? Like everybody wants yeah. me. I still think about it all the time. Right, right. So I mean, fourteen-year-old me, like who had big dreams, really thought this was the possible. And when you're coming to LA from St. Louis and at your auditions mm-hmm. in St. Louis, there's fifteen people. You don't understand that there's three thousand auditioning for the same role. Um, right. They didn't continue Zoe 101, so it was really just a dead end dream. But um, <laughs> I also, I just genuinely think that people's aspirations change, and mm-hmm. um, and 
there's been year like years in here in, in my career where it hasn't been as busy and I haven't been as motivated towards it because I was just reevaluating and finding what it was really important to me and finding yourself and growing into who you need to be and and, and I think people take different paths and there's nothing wrong with that it's just I, change of aspirations I'll add to that too because um, I started doing a little bit of acting when I was a kid like a young boy mm-hmm. and I remember like when I wouldn't you know I didn't really understand what Hollywood was so I would go out and get an audition and I'd be pumped and I'd work on it hard and I would just feel like I did so good in this audition room and I wouldn't get the job and I didn't understand why I wouldn't get it as a child and I just felt like oh man this is oh, I'm just not good whatever mm-hmm. and you know no one because I had no one else in my life that really understood the world I was in they don't really get it so like they don't understand when you're upset like they don't understand like these things and um i now being an adult and being married and 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 had beings with somebody who's also an actor mm-hmm. is that when they when they do well like you're so pumped for them and when they still do well you're so pumped for them and like you have somebody on your team that understands like i get it like i get it i know I know what you're feeling like. Yeah, just because you had a really good month last month and like this month is just not happening, that's just that's the way it is. And that doesn't mean that you're better or worse or whatever. It's just that's the way it is. The stereotype of people that don't understand what life is like in LA. So they're like, When are you gonna give up this dream, get a real job? How hard is that? Because for me, I that would that would kill me. Mm-hmm. Do you did you receive a lot of that going through your process of moving out there? Were people skeptical? Um, I think in a way, from the moment I started even performing in St. Louis, I wasn't fitting into the idea of what people, other people were doing. I mean, before I even moved to LA, I was, I was dancing all the time. Like I was a competitive dancer and I mean, I would go to school and then go straight to dance until like 10 PM and like try and finish my homework at 10 PM. But then I'd be at dance all day Saturdays and Sundays. And I just wasn't living the normal life from the beginning. So I don't think it was as much of a, when are you going to give up that that dream but like just I think to be honest a lot of people were rooting for me but you know now it's almost (laughs) I don't know if people you've been here for so long that it's kind of more just it's just your life you know it's not as much of a 15 16 year old living in LA going for it it's like okay they're living in LA going for it but she's married now she's settled that's where she is I think there were a few I mean my sweet grandma is like she, she always would say, but what if you meet your husband there and you want to stay there? That was, that was what she would always say. What if you meet your husband there and that's where his family is? I'm like, well, now I did and we still like Missouri. So it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and who knows where we'll end up and what we'll do. But, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I haven't had – there's always the people that I think just don't understand. But I haven't had too many really negative – pull me down, don't understand things, okay. fortunately. And or I maybe I have and I just don't remember because I blocked it out. <laughs> that's good. That's huge. Yeah, that's if you're good. able to block that out, that's that kind of resiliency you kind of have to have in that industry, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny. I don't think people really realize this, but, like, okay, I'm I'm from California, like, LA County here. And, like, if you're from here, you're, you, don't, you don't act. It's, like, not a thing. No one's in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Not, it's just not the thing. Everyone that is in Hollywood is from out of state. Mm, okay. Rare, so it's bizarre. very rare. Like, I meet somebody and they'll ask me where I'm from. I said, Oh, I'm from LA. And they're like, Wait, you're from here? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's Yeah. Rare. It's very rare that you meet somebody that 
that is from here. Because yeah. if they don't want to pursue that path, they kind of go somewhere else? Uh, no, I just think, like, people from L.A. just don't, I guess they just don't see the draw, maybe? Or I just you don't know. You know, I don't really, I never really thought about it, but it is true. There's very few locals in L.A. that yeah. are There's in no the There's no talented people in Los Angeles. <laughs> you go. You're born in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was looking at Madison, uh, your website, and I was interested, intrigued by um, your involvement with the Miss Amazing pageant. Yeah. What was that, and how did you get involved with that? Yeah, so Miss Amazing is um, a nonprofit organization for girls and women with disabilities, and it's uh, an outlet for them to build self-confidence and um, learn a lot of life skills that I think, unfortunately, people in the world don't really give them enough credit for. Um, these women are incredibly talented and they they are just remarkable. And this really gives them the opportunity to um, just get out there and go for it and have everybody in the world believe in them. Um, so I, I got involved, I think four years ago now. And so growing up, I also did uh, pageants whenever I was younger. Um, okay. And so Miss Amazing was created um, in Nebraska by um, a woman named Jordan Summer, and she's she's my age, but she started it many years ago when she was, I think she was only 13, and it started as more of a, a volunteer project just at her high school, and it just kept growing and growing and growing and, and spreading across the state, and it came statewide, and then she got recognized by um, the Halo Awards with Nickelodeon, which gave her oh. um, f- fundraising to, yeah, it's awesome, to spread it across multiple states, and it kept spreading, and then I got involved in California four years ago, and um, I've been running that uh, California chapter for the past couple of years, and man, it just really opens your eyes to the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, you hear all of, you know, people talk about discrimination in so many ways, um, mm-hmm. but when you take the time to, like, really understand people, and especially these women, it just can really change your whole outlook on life, and I've absolutely loved every single minute of it. Um, so essentially, Miss Amazing, it happens once a year at the state level. Um, okay. it's, uh, it's called an Amplify event, and they're able to uh, do an interview with the judges, So, um, and it's based on their personal communication abilities. So whatever that is, they're score- they are scored, but it's on their personal best. So it just really helps them. Whatever their ability is, it just lets them mm-hmm. heighten it and figure that out. And um focus on communication skills. They're, they speak on stage in a microphone and are able to kind of work on the um, self-confidence in that aspect. And then they're able to, we give them formal dresses, they get their hair and makeup done, and they get to walk on stage and mm-hmm. just feel beautiful. And which everyone deserves to have that moment. And so, um, so that's like the day event. And then um, a winner is selected through multiple age divisions and they get to go to a national event, which uh, the past few years has been in Chicago. And then uh, next year we'll be in Nashville. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's been so amazing. And, and Victor got involved too. He became the official photographer and, yeah. I mean, helping me out with, like, everything. So my official support system. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's been something that we absolutely love and want to continue helping out with, of course, for many years. Are there any other organizations that you all are involved in throughout California? Um um, so there's a couple that kind of go along with Miss Amazing. There's the Princess Project, which um, accepts donations for um, 
dresses that people want to donate and they give them to high school students for oh. proms and things like that. Um, there's Becca's Closet, which is the same type of situation where you're able to donate clothes and suits for people for proms and just, um, I think that's something that we're, we're really passionate about is just helping people that, um, that aren't able to, you just, you know, it's just so unfair. <laughs> Sometimes life's just so unfair and you want to mm -hmm. be able to help those people that just can't have the, the same opportunities that truly everyone deserves. So um, I think this means those three are what we've been focused on a lot in the past couple of years. Yeah. I um, bet you get to have conversations with those women and those girls that other people aren't exposed to. You know what I mean? Like the things that they're saying. Was there any one moment uh, with Miss Amazing that you were like, "I'm this is why I'm doing this? Oh, gosh, there's so many. Um, I get so emotional, too. <laughs> wasn't, your, wasn't your engagement involved? Or no? It was. Is that something else? It was. Wow, Allie. You, oh, you know us you or something. I stalk you. <laughs> you are good. Yeah, that was yeah. last year's event, last March. So you can yeah, tell the story. That's, that was so... <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to propose to her, and I was like, I need to figure out like a pretty like cool way to do this. I was like, I... And, you know, you go through the gym. I went through some other things. I'm going to take her to, like, on a trip and whatever. But I was like, no, I think I'm going to do it at Miss Amazing. One, because it's a play it's a thing that we both genuinely love. And it's something that we've done since we've known each other. And, and the people who help volunteer us on the day of this big event are usually people that are really close to us and they want to be there. And I was like, that's how I'm going to get it. That's how I'm going to do it. All of our people that our inner life are going to be there and no one's going to suspect a thing. And, um, so I did it on the stage at the end of the day and we had the whole team come around because I told them, Hey, Matt is going to do like a thank you speech. Please come to the stage. And, um, I had this whole thing in my brain that I was going to do this wonderful like speech and confess my love. And it all went down the drain. I, I had like panicked, God, my mouth got dry. I <laughs> I wanted to pass out, and like we were doing it, this like group photo, and I wanted to like after the group photo turn around and do it, and I couldn't even get through the group photo. I it went so... something like, "Everybody, get out of the way!" Yeah. <laughs> and then I mean, I got on down. I got on one knee, and I yelled at her, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> and I said, "What now? Are you sure?" <laughs> Yeah, so it, it was still fun. I just panicked, but it was like it was a really great moment because yeah. all those people had no idea, and she had no idea because it was just such a jam-packed day, already full of emotions, mm -hmm. and I just added to it. Yeah, but there's yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty special, and I had no idea it was coming. I was really, I mean, I and I that's something that I thought about for so long is I'm like really good at guessing surprises. It's very hard to get one past me, mm. but that probably the one day of the year where my brain is so packed with everything I was doing from like 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. to 8 p.m. that that was where he could have slipped it in without me even having and like looking back now my best friend was there well she flew in she's like I want to come help you out and now I know that she flew in just because she knew that he was proposing but before the last event of the day started she was like you just need to take a breath just go to the bathroom put on some lipstick and I was like <laughs> I was like I don't I'm good. Like, I don't think I need this. <laughs> but she was trying to help me out a little bit. Did um, she do the whole, You do you want to get your nails done? She did. And I totally did it. But she was, she's totally that type of friend, though, where, like, 
I, I get really stressed out before it happens because I'm trying to make it so, you know, perfect and get the schedule down and have everything ready. And she flew in two days before and she was like, you know what? Everything's done. Like, let's just have a girl's day. You just need this. Just relax before. And I totally bought it because I was so overwhelmed and stressed and preparing for it that I was like, you're right. Like, let's just go do that. And just, that's right. You know, and I, I didn't even think about it. I want to add to that real quick. I remember, I remember specifically, so I proposed all that stuff. There were still some contestants uh, that were kind of like packing up and going home in cars and they caught the wind of what just happened. And some of these girls just broke my heart because they were just so, so honest and so just amazing with their words. Like they came up to me and they said, you're just so amazing and I'm just <laughs> so happy for you and Maddie. I love you so much. And I'm just like... Why, thank you. <laughs> and you know, and they just like, it broke my, it was just so honest and amazing. And all these girls, like, they were just, they're so great. And like some of them, you know, they had like, they created these little baby crushes on me because I was taking photos of them all the time. And like, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. just like, oh, I'm so jealous, but I still really love you guys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. And it's just like all these little things that, you know, it, it was really, it's really, it's really bizarre how you can build a pretty great relationship and a family sense with all these all these girls that come and mm-hmm. feel like they, it is a family absolutely. yeah they, and they and I think they trust they trust us which is why they trust Miss Amazing in itself to come and be a part of it and their parents and everybody like really believes in what we're like what Miss Amazing is trying to accomplish and I think it really mm-hmm. shows yeah and it's neat i mean these girls i'm friends with a lot of them on like social media and stuff and i mean the event is typically in march every year and unfortunately this year has Mm -hmm. um hasn't been able to happen yet we still are trying to figure out a way to to make it happen but um i mean from the moment it is over the next week they're like okay i'm working on my talent for next year and and i'm you know and they're posting videos and they're I mean, they work so hard, and just to like know that like Miss Amazing is giving them that daily routine of something mm-hmm. for them to work towards is so yes. amazing. And there's one participant that I absolutely love, and um, she's been working very hard to be able to um, have the ability to to walk. Um, so she's she's been in a wheelchair since since I've met her, and in her talent at the last event, she's a dancer and she's beautiful, and like her ability to to dance is just unreal and it's emotional to watch and this year at the end of her this past year at the end of her routine she was able to stand up and walk towards the front of the stage and I mean like like actually emotional like I cried just thinking about it and just the fact that like that was a goal and that she accomplished it and we've watched it happen over the years is something you were a part of that happening you were part of the reason why that was able to happen yeah so it's just really you know anything that you're able to be a part of like that I think it's so worth it I think everyone should to get involved in whatever you're passionate about. And there's so many opportunities. And sometimes in outlets, you don't but... know if you're passionate about it. You Until you do it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. The, that's the key. Maybe you don't know, but like someone, you know, or you're just like, hey, I'm a, I saw this and this looks pretty mm-hmm. cool. I'm going to try that out. I'm going to volunteer my time. And that's how you figure out, Oh, I really love it. And if you don't, you don't, that's cool too. You just try something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to learn what you don't like before you learn what you do, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I can't believe all those girl i think it's amazing that they have something to look forward to all year round mm-hmm. right and like right. an objective and a goal and something they can practice and work on and have more meaning to what they're doing every single day i think is huge and yeah. you guys got to be a part of that that's incredible 
the people listening can't see, but when you said she was able to get up and walk towards the front of the stage, my jaw was like on the floor. <laughs> oh, nice. I would have the waterworks, man. I, mean, I can't yeah. even imagine. Yeah, yes, yeah. it was powerful, really powerful. Well, I kind of want to. I, I'm thinking about you two as a couple. I'm interested in this angle that Victor talked about of that Steve Harvey quote of going and pursuing your plan A. So you wanted to move out of the country again. So do you like see what you're doing? Like when you think about plan A and what Madison was talking about in that, you know, you kind of have to, you know, what your initial goals are, they kind of change. So how do you like? balance that to where like oh this is what my plan a is but maybe we diverge a little bit to get to a certain you know or point yeah or change and adapt so and now because i the reason i bring that up is you did not only did you not transition away you found the love of your life and you got married like that's a whole like commitment level that's yeah it's i mean my my story is it took me it took me four years to really understand more about who I am and what I really want in my life. Um, okay. And it was a large um, undertaking. If I look back, I really worked at it. Um, and I, it was funny. When I came back to the United States, I was already kind of mentally prepared to pursue my plan A and ready to, like, do it. I guess I just was a bit afraid to pursue mm-hmm. my plan A. And I think I needed somebody to kind of just be like, no, nah, like, what are you doing? Like, just, <laughs> you know? And, yeah, yeah. Because I think, you know, if I would have left, that would have been, that I, I could say to you, that was a, a version of me running away from my dream for whatever reason, fear, mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, uh, distraction, whatever. And so, you know, yes, there's, there was a large part of me when I decided to come back to the United States, I was like, I need to, what am I doing? Like, you got to do this. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, she, I, I had met her and, and she got to know like my story and things like this. And she was like, look, like I'm going to, I'm going to help you. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to make you do your plan A, like <laughs> you got this. And so I, it, it really was yeah, it did take me four years to get to a point to be like, okay, I need to do plan A. Um, and it took somebody just to be like, I don't know. It's, I don't want to say support. It was just like that extra push, mm-hmm. that little tiny push. And like, you know, sometimes your parents can do that for you. He's actually whatever. pushing. He's, yeah, he's actually <laughs> pushing. <laughs> <laughs> just so y'all listen, he pushed me twice. Oh, there it is again, third time. <laughs> I'm just, that's know, what I did. It's payback. I literally pushed him into yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, no, because, no, that's, like a, that's like a really good question, though, because like no one really asks me that. Like, um, no one really does. And when I do get faced with that question, like I really have to think about it. Um, but yeah, it really was, it really was like, you know, a version of me being prepared and ready to do it. And somebody just to give me that push. And, you know, it happened to be her. And... Yeah, and it works in both ways, too. It was interesting because. I mean, I've touched on it multiple times already, but doing it for so, so long, and I know people have done it for longer, but you know, your successes that you've had can start to seem small, like can Mm -hmm. start to seem almost like they don't matter as much as they did when, when you 
you succeeded with them. But um, just because you're working so hard and you're like, okay, I've accomplished this. Like what's the, and you keep going forward and forward and forward. And he came into my life and he was like, Oh, you kind of, you've done a lot. Like you've accomplished a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And to have, so it was kind of like we Remind. helped each other. Like he really yes. encouraged me to be like, you've, you've accomplished a lot. Like, don't be like, don't hide that and kind of build up my confidence to be like, yeah, like I have, and I can do this. And then it worked both ways where I was like, you're talented enough. If you want to do it, let's figure it out. And I think that that's been really cool for both of us is, and we've learned, you know, it's funny. Like we joke when one of us is having a bad day, we're like, okay, you can't because we both can't have bad days. Like one of us has got to be up and the other, you know, like we got to build each other up. And so um, I think it is so helpful. And for many years, I wasn't sure you know, you like, you think about the person you're going to marry and who you're going to be with. And I really wasn't sure if I wanted to be with someone in the entertainment industry. You know, I, mm-hmm. I dated someone whenever I was younger for many years who was very much in the entertainment industry and it was rough. It was rough. It was felt competitive. It felt just tough. And so I think I kind of avoided that. And, um, even whenever we met, it wasn't yeah. like we met and we were like, Oh, you're my, you're my husband. Like it wasn't that no. we, we had to work towards it. We yeah. had to learn about each other. We had to grow together and but I think that's what made it work is because we had we were forced to like figure it out and make it work and grow together and build something new and we still don't know what like like people ask me all the time like so what's what's the long-term goal where are you guys gonna live what are you gonna do and we're like I don't know last month we thought this and uh yesterday we thought this and it's different today so and if you think so much of the future you're just gonna just well, especially in that industry, yeah. there's only so much planning you can do. You yeah, gotta kind of yeah. go where you, you gotta can live go, like you know? full. Blown and then on top the of present. it, the past like six months have been like impossible to even figure out what, exactly. <laughs> what to do. Day by so, day, that's what you gotta do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Day by day, exactly. I love that. You guys are wonderful. I do have. I think that's all the questions I got. Everything, Alan. You got anything to say? I got one more question. It's my fun question. Ooh, okay. I think. Um, since you're in the entertainment industry, what is your favorite movie and why? I can answer this. I already know. Okay. <laughs> All right. I know what it's going to be. You know what it's going to be, right? No, I do. Yeah, so mine Shrek. Is... Oh, how'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you definitely you're would not be married. <laughs> no. No, okay. Real talk. What do you mean? That's a great movie. <laughs> mine is... The Mask of Zorro, starring Antonio Banderas, Anthony Hopkins, okay. and Catherine Sita Jones. Yeah. He lists the whole cast A to Z. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're IMDb ratings. <laughs> this, this was the this is my by the movie, my favorite movie, and it was the movie that I watched when I was a boy that made me want to become an actor. It was the, mm-hmm. the thing that set the fire to the to everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I love it. You're gonna, laugh, you're, you're gonna laugh at mine, and I'm gonna explain no, it all. But it's legit, oh. and it's an emotional connection. <laughs> High School Musical. Okay. Okay. Now let me <laughs> that tell is you. Nothing to laugh at. Let me tell that you. Is nothing to laugh at. Let me tell you. Okay. That movie I, is a gem. I'm gonna explain oh. it, and you will understand. <laughs> I mean, there are other movies like I love. Like there are there are good movies, but you know, from like sometimes I get a little I get a little bitter whenever actors like what you know you get asked your favorite movie, and it's like this Oscar winner that's like so deep and you know and like that's true it's legit but for me my high school musical obsession I didn't have cable when that movie came out so I came to school I was in sixth grade and maybe seventh grade and 
everyone was singing these songs the next day. And I was like, what is this? Like, what is this movie? And, um, like three days later, my best friend, uh, put it on VHS for me so I could take Mm -hmm. it home. She recorded it. So I could take it home to watch it. And I watched Mm -hmm. it on repeat every night. I think I watched it three times a night for like three weeks because I was so obsessed with <laughs> the dancing and the singing and <clears throat> Zac Efron. And I was so <laughs> obsessed with it. And um, so, and then fast forward, like, I mean, so obsessed that I, I started crying watching it and I went into the kitchen. I was like, <laughs> I want to do this. Like, I, wasn't like I gotta really. do this. Oh, and, that's um, so cute. I moved to LA and I went to my agency meeting that I was talking about over spring break. And my first agent was MSA, which was Kenny Ortega's agent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I went to one of my first auditions and, um, Lucas Gabriel was there, who is Ryan in the, in the movie. And yes. then okay. I went to go sign with my first theatrical agent and, um, Gosh, I'm trying to her name. Um, the piano player uh-huh. was there at, in my in the waiting room with me because she was meeting with another agent. And like every milestone of my mm-hmm. has like had so like a part of it in there. And I'm like, this is it. Just it has a connection, and I'm obsessed. And I will never okay. not list that as my favorite movie. I'm Fun so obsessed. Fact, I played Troy in a high school. And my husband played Troy in his High School Musical production of High School Anthony, Musical. who did you play in the High School Musical production <laughs> I, in middle school? I uh, was an added role that was Jack Scott. I was an announcer. Oh. We, that was that yeah, was one of our middle school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they, I would like read the announcements, you know, like, hey, now, here, how are you, you know, Wildcats, yeah. that type of thing. Oh, and no that's way. what inspired you to do a podcast. Am <laughs> <Yeah>. I right? <laughs> oh, no. That, if I would if I would have known then that this is what I'd be doing now, it's crazy. It's crazy uh, that works out. I was a cheerleader. That's what yeah. I was. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. See, that's I'll, I'll have to friends. send you pictures. I just looked up these pictures the other day. But I don't think that's anything to be embarrassed about. High School Musical defined a generation. And uh, a lot of people I work with, because I work for an entertainment news outlet, all the best movie picks are um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, something Quentin Tarantino or something like Mm -hmm. that. So I always resonated with more of the High School Musical genre kind of movies or the latest Disney Pixar Endeavor or whatever that is. That movie is uh, iconic like it really defined a generation that everything i did from that moment was pushed in a different direction the trajectory of my life changed because of that movie i honestly think everybody's did yep the idea of what high school means and the message it sent and all the clicks yeah and um she's like i'm gonna i'm he that guy was like i'm gonna bake i don't care and she was like i'm i look like this and i'm gonna dance i don't care like that that was big. That yeah. was ahead of its time. It was. It was right. good. So good. I'm not. Nobody put down high school musical. <laughs> like, Thank you. Now I know the tagline for sure. Steve Harvey and high school musical. You'll get all the clicks. Clickbait. 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 <laughs> Anthony's um, rolling his eyes so hard. I'm not <laughs> rolling my eyes. I, I. Yeah, I guess it is a good movie. Yeah. It's a huge um, deal. I didn't. And what's I, funny maybe too we is took I it for granted. Yeah, you did. I did. You did. You can rewatch it. Don't worry. It's oh. not too late. It's not too late. I watched did you Summerland like this... before that. Uh, do, you go know, on. do you remember uh-huh. Do you remember Summerland? No. No. Yeah, we'll see you now. You're really missing out. So that was the Lori Laughlin Jesse McCartney show on the WB. Oh. And Zach Efron was recurring in it pre high school musical. Oh. 
that's where my Zac Efron obsession began. I'm sorry. Okay. You're so much better than me. <laughs> Let me, I mean, I got, oh. so do you like the sequels or is it just the first one? Um, I don't like them. I, I do. I love them, but it's the first one that like really, the third one's great that's too though. Your vibe. I watched the third one in, <laughs> in theaters and was like, can't go wrong, but the first one's where it's at. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, well, I'll have to watch it again. It's been a while. But thank you. <laughs> what, Al? <laughs> Everybody go watch High School Musical. Yeah, go That's watch how it. I'm going to end this yes. podcast. If you were to remember yes. one thing about us. <laughs> High oh, School Musical. Ooh, okay. There yeah. it is. That was it. Thank That's you both. <laughs> thank you both very much. This has been wonderful. I uh, appreciate you joining us. And I, Al, I think we got to do these uh double interviews again this was fun yeah i knew when i i got to see you guys recently when you came to missouri and you popped over for a second i you guys are so easy to talk to i feel like i've known you both for my entire life and i feel like we both just hit it off so well and i i love you guys i really do we love you i love i love everything you're doing i'm one of your biggest cheerleaders i you guys are honestly kind of an inspiration the resiliency it takes and the kind of person it takes to be in that industry is huge so don't i know when you said you have a tendency to make your accomplishments smaller than they actually are. I think that's good. A good reminder for everybody to check in with yourself on how far you've come rather than what opportunity did I miss or, oh, this means nothing. Absolutely. It's so minuscule. But it's so easy to huge. focus on um, on all the things you missed. Small tip, yes. small tip for whoever's listening. If you want <laughs> yeah, to know how Steve much Harvey. you really accomplished, take out a notebook <laughs> and yes. write down everything you did in the past year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll see how much you've done. Actually, can I do not twenty twenty though. Not twenty. Not twenty twenty. Next year you can do that. Yeah. Do I have a second to say something? Because it's not. Of course. Okay. Of course. So I did a movie uh, a year and a half ago, and Terrence Howard was in it, and mm-hmm. oh, yes. he he was working with me in a couple scenes, and he was like, he was really deep in those days, and I don't know, maybe it was like the character or something, but um. Mm-hmm. He told myself and the girl I was with in those scenes, um, he talked to us about like our goals and our dreams and he gave us some advice that you need to write down all of your goals. You need to write down your Mm -hmm. personal life goals, like your personal unrelated to career and success and then your career and success goals. And the moment you accomplish any of those, you need to have a separate bucket list of things that you want, big or small, like Go to this new ice cream shop or travel to Europe and go to Greece or whatever it might be. And the moment you accomplish something on your personal and your success list, you need to allow yourself to have those bucket list items crossed off too because otherwise you'll work so hard and keep going after your dreams that you won't allow yourself to to just celebrate the wins that you've already accomplished. Like, no matter how big or small. So I thought that was really good advice and something that is totally true. You have to really allow yourself to celebrate the moments. Steve Harvey, yes. High School Musical, Terrence Howard, <laughs> <and> Notebook, <laughs> Zac Efron, Zac Efron. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, you Mamma Mia, Antonio Banderas, yeah, uh, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> well, that is excellent. I think that we will conclude with that. You all, as I said earlier, are wonderful. We appreciate you, and uh, you know, Thank hopefully, you in the in the near future, we can I can meet you both. Yes, yes. we would love that. Oh, Verified.
Jeez, you're really delayed. (coughs) 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 Wait, the TikTok ones are like, Mom! Their faces. (laughs) Have you seen those? My Toby hurts! (laughs) God damn it, Trevor! They're, like no i my favorite one is there he's like they're making me sleep on a flip-flop have you seen that <laughs> what <laughs> oh, oh my god i'm sending it to you right now uh the one where it said me when a random guy emerges from my sister's room and he's like do you want to play nintendo <laughs> <laughs> like uh, hold on I'm, just, I'm not doing it through the app Sure. Put a finger down. I'm not gonna watch it right now. Huh? It's ten seconds. Yeah, I'm watch it. Watch it right. Now. <laughs> We're recording. Mom. <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> what the <laughs> That guy, I just need to follow him. Mm. Okay. I have a TikTok addiction. Yeah. Um, aren't they the most wonderful people in the entire world? They are tremendous. That was a lot of fun, Al. Um Yeah. They're so easy to talk to. No, and I mean from a from a couple perspective, they're just you know, you can see that they really care about one another and the success of each individual person, but how it plays into them as a total, yeah. as a unit, which I think is really special. Yeah, being two people in the industry in Hollywood, I can't even, it's a, whole, a world I am so far removed from. It's Not really, though. Crazy. I mean, you get, you're involved in it through with your work but well, I guess maybe it's not the I'm same not capacity. pursuing a career in Hollywood like that's it I, I meant it when I said it takes a special kind of person because the amount of no's you have to hear kind of goes with Caitlin in our first episode yeah like, I asked Caitlin the same thing and said yeah. how how do you deal with the people that don't believe in your dream or don't right, see it right. as an actual profession right so hearing them hearing Maddie Madison and Victor talk about it is uh they have a different perspective on it. Mm-hmm. I get like Maddie had um uh <laughs> what was I fucking saying? Mom, they're making me sleep <laughs> on the flip flop. <laughs> uh, I was saying that I just think they both bring out the best in each other, mm-hmm. and every decision they're making, they're making as a couple. Yeah. Um. They made a lot of good points that I can't stop thinking about. The Steve Harvey quote really yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that was interesting. It was a different perspective of... Yes, yes, it, it does make sense. It was a different way of viewing, you know, how you set your goals and, and how you want to go about pursuing them. I think everybody does that a little bit. They think about... This is what I'm doing now. This mm-hmm. is my plan A. But when that fails, here's my plan B, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody focuses on the plan B so much. 
that they lose sight of plan A. Yeah, and I perhaps that's linked to not having enough support around you or, you know, and some people don't have that safety net to where if they don't succeed, they don't have something to fall back on. So you have to have a plan yeah. B. But, you know, I, the environments that they both grew up in were so supportive, I think that they are able to have an outlook that is more positive and not have to be weighed down mm-hmm. by those, um, you know, negative thoughts. We didn't get to talk about this on the podcast with them, but the first of all, being meeting her in Greece was insane, mm-hmm. but we hung out the whole time we were there. We just really clicked. Like you could see how easy it is to click with somebody like her. She's so easy to talk to. We were having lunch together at the hotel restaurant and she was talking about how people mistake her for this other celebrity. I don't remember who it is. And I was like, oh, people always said I looked like Jeanette McCurdy. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I even showed her my uh, profile picture. If you go back far enough, when everybody was posting their doppelgangers, mine's Jeanette McCurdy. And for those who don't know, it's the blonde girl, Sam, from iCarly. And she just paused in this look on her face. I I was like, what did I, what, what's wrong? She goes, that's my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's really special. And then I did what? Like Trevor's voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trevor uh, is a, a, a TikToker. The kids now, the yeah. Gen Zs are on TikTok. And I'm been oh, getting I'm getting hooked on TikTok now. TikTok is aging up. It's yeah. also a millennial thing. So Well, I just got on it. It's... Oh, I can't tell by the forty videos you send me. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. I would rather that than not. It's fun. I've resisted so long on it, but it's pretty fun. But anyways, the, um, yeah, that Jeanette McCurdy story is pretty, pretty special (laughs) and wild. Isn't that? It's small. It's, it's so crazy because it's small world type of deal. You know? Like, what are the odds that I brought up that specific person? Right. I just thought that was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Our, our trip to Greece together was life changing. I've never been out of the country. And now she was on our, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, now she was on our podcast. Well, since you're doing your little journey right now, yeah. um, Aunt Anthony's traveling around the country. Why don't you just uh, hop on up to uh, Canada, eh? Why would I go to Canada? Oh, to get, no, so I'm talking never like, left out, the country. no, 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 no. I'm talking like over the water. I'm not talking border jumping, border, Where do you border go? hopping, uh, probably my private island. Oh yeah, I would like to go to Italy, Portugal. That's that's the long term. We'll get there, and then everywhere else. Once this podcast starts taking off, we're taking this. <laughs> we're taking this bitch international, and we're going and recording everywhere. <laughs> we could do that now. Let's just buy a ticket that's to very Portugal. True. It's very true. We could do that. Oh, wait, there's a pandemic. We forgot about that. Yeah. Well, next year, 2021, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We got to we got to make the podcast our plan A. Yes. Like Steve Harvey said. Okay. And don't focus on the plan B and just go all in and. I'm in. What do we have? How do we get all in? I don't know, man. Yeah. Mom! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> God damn it, Trevor! 
<laughs> You're so good at that voice. I know. I need to. I need to. I need to build up my TikTok game. I do want to get on there. I just there's a lot of it's a lot to learn. Just feel I'm so out of touch with all this stuff. I don't know. It's too much. Yeah, shit happens, man. <laughs> I'm that. tired. Of all right. Yes, but that was really great. Thank you. I don't know where we were. Thank you for. Um. Bye. I'm done. <laughs> it's over. Well, thanks everybody. This was fun and. Uh, Al, I think that's going to conclude it. So with that, be kind. Be well. And pursue your damn dreams.